So here's a question. In a world that keeps moving faster and faster, how do women leaders like us, women who want to make an impact in the world through our career or business and not sacrifice our home life, how do we create balance and fulfillment in our lives, both at work and at home, without facing burnout or constantly feeling like we're chasing an impossible dream? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm on a mission to help women leaders break through burnout so that they can build the life and body they are worthy of and step into the awesome power of who they really are. I'm the Selfless Syndrome Mentor, a board-certified women's health and leadership coach and alternative medicine practitioner. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm the founder of a rapidly growing women-centered coaching business. Stick around because on this show, you'll learn how to create the life, body, and career you've always dreamed of without having to sacrifice who you really are. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I'm really excited to be joined today by Sharon Tolley, who is joining us very early in the morning for her. It's 5 a.m. where she is, but she is the author of Find Your Voice, Speak Up and Be Heard by Mastering Your Self-Talk, which is a book she's working on this year. She's also the founder of the Self-Talk Mastery Program. And she has an inspiring, engaging, and thought-provoking style and talks about what gets in the way of speaking up. It's so important for us as women, but she challenges audiences to go deeper, to reveal the uh, levers that will shift them from being a spectator in life to directly influencing the results by finding their voice and speaking to be heard. She believes when individuals are freer to express themselves, their influence grows, personal power builds, and they can get on with making the difference they were born to make. So Sharon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be um, here. Yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation. I, I shared with you, you know, I'm a little bit obsessed recently with this idea of self-expression and using our voice and being heard because it impacts so much in our health, but also in our life. So I'd love to just start by, you know, hearing a little bit of your own journey. And I'm guessing there's some level of personal experience and journey that's led you to doing the work you're doing today. Yes, yes, there is. So I have gone through a little bit of a change of direction with my work and my career over the last probably three years in particular, but would have started probably seven years ago. You know, we 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 tend to do well. This is my story: is having having a career that I enjoyed and uh, doing a, a, what I wanted to do. But then getting to a point of realizing that it probably it wasn't really, I guess, my work in terms of the my purpose type work, and so I evolved from what I was doing before to transition through some other, I guess, trialing different directions and coming to finding that really the thing that was holding me back was my own self expression in terms of speaking up and and asking for what I wanted, knowing knowing what I wanted to start with and then the speaking up and asking for that. And so my background is that I was brought up with a lot of rules and being told what to do and being feeling, uh, well, not realising but not having that real self-connection that helps us to really get to know ourselves, to trust ourselves and to be able to be in charge of your own self and speak up to 
um, ask and direct, you know, to take control of the direction of your life. And so I bring my personal, I guess, stories and experience to what I do now. That's awesome. And it's, uh, I was just in, in your share thinking about my own journey because recently I've, I've been doing a lot of like energetic work and so figuring out that, you know, my self-expression was really stuck and somewhat similar to you. I think, you know, we all have different levels of where like our, our expressing of who we really are gets limited and stuck. And so in my world, like it was not safe and, you know, just, I, I love my mom to death, but like, she was not emotionally available. So my emotions didn't matter. So I learned to just bottle them. And I, I don't know if you had this experience, but I hit this point. It was only like two weeks ago from when we're recording this, where I was like, I have absolutely no idea who I am because I've never <laughs> actually, you know, used my voice and expressed myself in that way. So I'm curious, like, what did you find, you know, what, what holds us back, I guess would be the first question. You had a question on here, like what stops us from speaking up? Let's, let's talk about that a little mm. bit. Yes. Look, I think, I think when, when it comes to speaking up, really the first conversation you need to have is with yourself because we are often, uh, you know, I call it training. We're often trained not to, and we're, we're as humans, I get, you know, going back to the beginning, really, we're, there's there's our biology as humans we we want to fit in we need to fit in as part of our survival and so we may hold back from speaking up because we just uh, we want to be accepted by others you know we we've got to we've got to belong if we don't belong to a group uh, and we're on the outside we're like the animal on the edge of the herd you know we're we're sort of more susceptible to being picked off and uh, and not surviving we know the babies who aren't hugged and held and have that physical touch and don't belong uh, actually you know don't survive like there's experiments mm. from many years ago of course you wouldn't do experiments like that these days or but you know orphans and 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 babies that that weren't touched and hugged and so belonging is part of our very survival so we have a biological drive to to fit in and of course if we're speaking up and it's something that doesn't fit with the group then it becomes we get help we can get help back from from that and then of course like in our um culture we're you know trained or brought up to fit in with our family or fit in with our culture and of course in you know our culture in australia many when it western cultures it's it's a culture of um you know there, there's there's rules that you need to abide by procedures and I guess family structures and expectations and my mum was a, a, a yeah a teacher and my grandfather was a headmaster and so the awareness of um you know bringing up children was like like a schoolroom kind of thing you know like do this mm -hmm. do that you know be ladylike yeah. um use your manners be polite don't say anything if you can't say anything nice those sort of old Victorian type values was what uh, my upbringing was and so you add that in um mm -hmm. and you know we we become well certainly for me it was very sensitive to am I doing the right thing you know am I pleasing this person am I going to upset them I don't want to rock the boat and so we we get held back from wanting to fit in wanting to be accepted wanting to be for me it was like wanting to be the good girl and uh, do the right thing and um, gain attention that way which is giving your power away to others to prove yourself or to to be accepted you know to 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 find the kind of uh i guess that ultimately loving being loved 
because you're being good as opposed to simply being who you are and being authentically self-expressed. And if that happens over a long time, which for me was my really, it's like I'm 56 and so it's decades of living unaware that that was the case and then gaining an awareness of that is the first thing. So being connecting back to yourself um, is is a key starting point and looking at, yeah, what's the conversation I'm having with myself in my head? Whose stories are they? Um, is that really what I believe? And starting to kind of question some of those things is a really useful starting point to gain awareness of what you're saying to yourself that might be holding you back. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and just that exploration, because I've talked quite a bit on the show, because uh, I've recently done a lot of kind of studying and learning about neuroscience and, you know, our subconscious and how we've got these mm -hmm. programs that run. And I think you shed light on a lot of like where they come from, but they can even come from generations because like your grandfather mm -hmm. passing down onto your mom and probably your great grandparents, like, you know, taught your grandfather something. So, and then really like having the courage to look at those and just say, you know, do I believe this? Does this serve mm -hmm. me? Like, is this who I am? Mm -hmm. Is is huge um yes starting that so that's that's really cool and I was going to ask you know what you found with because what I found in the with the women I work with and you know a lot of who I work with is in your age range of like this period of transition where maybe life slowed down enough because your kids aren't little anymore or, you know mm -hmm. you've been in your job long enough and all that where you can actually stop and look and have some of this type of reflection but um mm -hmm. what are some of the tools or things that you found helpful to to do that to like make the space to actually look inside at who you who you really are yeah the, the first step for me was just shaking things up a bit um as as in identifying that that you're not that you can separate yourself from your thoughts so or, or gaining awareness that you cannot separate yourself from your thoughts because if you don't have that awareness, then your thoughts are driving your everyday, uh, you know, how you feel and what you're doing and your behaviour, and it's and it's very subconscious. So you just continue on autopilot in the same sort of uh, in the same way. And so for me, what what I found really useful right in the beginning, and I wasn't, I was, I was just trying to work out why do I feel so stuck, you know, that, and I know you've talked about that recently too, like the, that feeling of, oh, I want to change and things aren't right. Um, you know, I'm not, it, there's got to be more than this, but, you know, what is it? Um, you know, these yeah. questions and it's like, you know, getting that real sense of frustration with myself as a driver to go, oh, you know, I've got to change something. And so I started to just do little things like, you know, skipping down the street or walking backwards or, you know, wearing a bright lipstick when I was riding a bike, just silly things that I wouldn't usually do. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I went shopping with no shoes on, which is not ladylike, right? So my, my mm -hmm. rules were like, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go shopping with no shoes on um, because, yeah, like, um, you know, sort of like, what would your mother think? I mean, she's not around anymore, bless her. But, um, but you know, it's like, oh, that's a lady wouldn't go shopping with no shoes on. Anyway, it's a funny example, but it was a real insight for me because when I did that, and 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 it it sort of the, this idea of um, challenging yourself comes from the philosophy of stoicism, where 
the Stoics, you know, were a group of philosophers from 2,000 years ago that got together and they wanted to work out, well, how do we master life, you know, how do we um, remain calm and in control the whole time? And they didn't do that by going and sitting under a tree and meditating in the quiet. It was more how do you maintain a calm mind in the face of chaos? And so if you put yourself, um, so, so the going shopping with no, no shoes was a bit of a bigger challenge that built on some of the other smaller things of just like shake yourself up a bit, give yourself, I now call it, da- uh, um, I now call it um, everyday daring, like dare yourself okay. every day to do something that just gets you a little bit out of your comfort zone um, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you're in control of it. It's not like doing something that requires you to call on a whole lot of courage or something, just little things that, you know, um, yeah. help you to, to to remain in an unstuck way um, <laughs> or remind you. But um, uh, when you do something like the shopping with no shoes on for me and no, and you go into it with a purpose of noticing how's my self-talk, what's my self-talk doing? So it was an experiment going into the store and and noticing as soon as I was walking into the store and that was a security person at the door um, because it was a department store, my self-talk started going, they're not going to let you in, they're going to think you're really, um, you know, a bit of a rebel, what have you got no shoes on, who would come shopping with no shoes on. I started to notice the self-talk start to amplify and then I had to find, but they let me in, they just smiled and let me in and, um and I had to ask someone in the store for directions. And again, I was like, oh, you know, they're going to tell me, you know, where are your shoes and blah, 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 and all this. And then it was a man with a boy shopping. I thought I'm going to be a really bad example, like all of this amplified self-talk. And then I just realised that nobody actually cared, like all of this stuff in my head. And I just got to this point where I'm like, oh, no one cares. Like no one cares if you go shopping with no shoes on or not. And so therefore you get to choose if that's what you want to do or not. And it was like a, a purposefully run experiment of putting myself in a, a manageable challenge. It wasn't a threat to anyone or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was having to jump out of an aeroplane or something, which is just a big fear thing. It was a, a an everyday type thing that challenges you notice your self-talk and then and then noticing if it matches the actual experience that you're having which it was completely different because you know I'm thinking people are thinking this and no one cared no one said anything and so that getting that separation from knowing that okay these are thoughts that are coming into my mind but they're not actually the truth they're not actually what's going on around me because it's all made up um you know, the person's let you into the shop. No one's looking at your feet. It doesn't actually matter. Um, and, yeah, so so that inner dialogue just wasn't matched with reality in terms of my experience. So that's where I got a real insight about, okay, I can choose to listen to that or not. Um, and so creating that point, that that awareness that you don't have to listen to your thoughts, your thoughts may not be actually matching what's really going on um then you can get into a position you create that like a space of awareness um that you can then start to uh say well actually maybe that's not true you know and and then and then that kind of opened a door for really 
you know, journaling a lot more about what was I saying to myself? Was that true? Where did that come from? Is that me? Is that my voice? Or is that someone else's voice that I've picked up along the way and, you know, I've kept that rule or I've kept that idea, you know, some silly rules that then I identified um, and still do. Like we never get to the... There's not, there's not a not a finishing point for all of this, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was a starting point. So that's one thing I think. If you if you're wondering, oh, why am I, you know, why am I stuck? And maybe it's the way I'm talking to myself. Is to do a challenge um, that puts you into discomfort. Notice what you say to yourself and check it against reality. Um, that was yeah. a long answer yeah. to that question, but that was a, yeah, that was really good. A good <laughs> That was a starting point um, for it. Yes. Yeah. And no, what, yeah. Um, what I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm about to go a little, uh, not totally off the rails, but quantum physics-y on you. Um, so I, I, my PhD is based in quantum physics. And a lot of what I just finished a course, actually, in, we call it, uh, they're calling it creative evolution. But it's kind of like, you know, creationism and Darwinism, which is survival of the fittest, kind of what you described in the beginning of our discussion, both of them have holes. And so this idea of, of quantum physics is actually what like marries both things together and kind of makes it all make sense in the world. But one of the things that we do and what makes what separates us as humans from like all other animals is we assign meaning to things. And so this is what I was mm. thinking about, like uh, your experience and the rules and all that is just like you have created that not having shoes on going into the store means something, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. there's meaning associated with that. And so you challenged <laughs> that meaning, which is almost like in, at any given point, like we can decide to assign a different meaning to something and we all have yes. that capability and possibility. So that's like really cool. So I just thought I'd like marry mm. that into the world of science a little bit because it's really yes. fun. Yes, no, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. And so, and you touched on this a little bit, but I know like, especially for women <laughs> and the women who listen to the show, we tend to be people pleasers, right? Like we're so worried mm-hmm. about what everyone else will think, or, you know, we have to take care of everybody else. I talk a lot about selfless mm-hmm. syndrome where we put ourselves last and put everyone else, you know, to the detriment of our, our own health. So how do we start to shift out of that need to please, or like the stories that we make up? Like I use the example, I had a, a client that, you know, I, I do a lot with nutritional stuff. So she was at the peak of that and it was over the holidays. So people kept bringing her like cookies and stuff and she kept taking them and not wanting them. And then her husband mm-hmm. answered the door one day and was like, oh, thanks for bringing that and thinking of us, but we're not eating that right now. Is there someone else you, know, you want to give it to? And it was just like, not a big deal. And so yes. I think there's this, this thing. So how do we start to shift out of that need to please and ultimately stifling ourselves because of that? Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's part of part of our yeah tr- training uh, is to mm-hmm. please others and to yeah of course do things that others want or to have this belief that by pleasing others that's how we are accepted and how we gain belonging when actual actual fact um, it's it's almost the opposite that that if we can start to really connect with ourself and our authentic self and have understand our values and create personal boundaries, which is a key thing to move away from people pleasing is to know what what are your boundaries and to consciously think about that and to, you know, 
to note down what they are, what are your values, what are your boundaries, then um, then that that's going to help because without that we're we're like a you know a, a boat without a sail, you know, bobbing around this way, that way. But uh, you know, I think the underlying one of the key underlying beliefs around that, which is which can really hold us back and make that difficult, is thinking that if we're not pleasing others, then we're not good enough, we're not accepted. You know, it's like a source of shame. Um, yeah. To kind of get to the root of it, when actually it's it's where our power comes from. If if mm-hmm. you can connect to yourself and understand. Yeah, what what are my boundaries? What 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 will I accept? You know, what's acceptable for me? What makes me happy? What do I need for myself to be on an even keel or to to feel that to, to maintain that sense of self connection and self trust and to know myself, to to know what what you need and ask for it, and seeing that and believing that seeing that as your a source your how you source your power. Um, rather than seeing that as a source of shame, it was a, I think a key. It's a key, uh, you know, change, belief to 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 challenge. So so to to kind of move from okay, that's not a source of shame, which is how I, you know, which is how I felt yeah. in terms of like, okay, my, you know, my upbringing. You know, if you do this, do that, do that, then you're a good girl. Then okay, I can feel good about that. So if I don't do that, oh, I feel like kind of ashamed because oh I'm not being good enough you know I'm not being a good girl I'm, you know I deserve to be punished mm-hmm. in some way um really that's not that's that's the thing to to, to try to challenge that belief if you have that belief and mm-hmm. to um find power in your authentic your authentic voice which is do, doing that that work to really to, to that self-connection work and you know I say your voice is not found in like affirmations or sayings or phrases. It's it's seated in silence. Your authentic voice is seated in silence. If you can find time to sit with yourself, um, then and you know take yourself back to your heart and listen to your heart and that guidance. Uh, your voice will emerge from there. Yeah, so true. You just brought up. Um... <laughs> I'm in a, a all women mastermind as uh, part of a business thing, but you know we we focus on money and kind of get into this realm of meditation and manifestation and some of that mm-hmm. stuff. But our the leader challenged us. She's like, just you know, find five to ten minutes this week and like literally do nothing, like no yeah. phone, no meditating, no thinking. Like just lay on your bed and and you know I've, we're so disconnected, and I think that's where a lot of us struggle and fail. Like we have no idea who we are really authentically mm. and we've learned not to trust our intuition and trust our gut which is mm. a lot of what you're talking about and we're seated in all this like shame and guilt and lack of self-worth which ends up actually impacting mm. so many things in the body um mm. but finding yeah. that place to just be quiet i love that it's in the silence this where you are yes yes and you bring up a good point too which i mean and uh, which is about you can use your body to influence your mind now I'm not an expert in that way but you know you mm-hmm. most of most of what I've been talking about so far is you know you use you trying to change your thoughts challenge your thoughts and talk to yourself differently but yes using your body like your you know like yoga or um you know exercise getting into nature your body you can work from the up 
from your body up as well as your mind down. Yeah. <laughs> both, both ways. Yes. Yes. To, to create that, 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 that peaceful, peaceful awareness, I think is, um, which helps you to hear your intuition. And again, I had no idea that, you know, that, you know, I, I used to, I, I knew intuition was a thing, but to listen to it or to actually act on it, like there, and there is, I think there's stages like, oh, I have an intuition. What, what is it saying? And then actually acting on it, like, cause that's, that's, yeah. that's because you can have a gut feeling, but ignore it, you know. Oh, easily. I bought a of half course. million dollar building <laughs> with the gut feeling that too. <laughs> that was a rough learning experience. <laughs> you know, we all have, have levels. What was that? I bought a, a half million dollar building, um, oh. knowing in my gut I shouldn't have been. And I've shared this story quite a bit on the podcast, but you know, yeah. there's, there's levels of that. And I think you know, kind of like you, you share, there's ways to start tuning into this stuff without making huge drastic shifts in our lives necessarily yes. or having to do the big thing, but just starting to really connect with, with who you are and letting that out in mm-hmm. some ways for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I think as you, you know, get more comfortable with that, we can let it out to the world. So that was going to be my mm-hmm. next question in this step. Cause obviously, you know, the world changed a lot in the last couple of years. Um, and mm. we have the capability to speak out and to reach more people. And I've, you know, in the last year and a half gone completely virtual and all that. And so I've been challenged by this of like, cause you can hide online too. You know, you can hide under a facade. Like there's a lot of inauthenticity there. So, you know, for those who are in that space or the realm of creating what's next or being challenged by, you know, needing to put yourself out there in a new way, how do you, what are your recommendations around moving in that direction? I know that's some of what you talk about. Um, mm. Yeah. It's good to, it's, it's useful to start, you know, to start small and to change your habits um, and to do even, you know, like a little, a really little small, small things uh, that have you feel a sense of movement. I think when you feel stuck or frustrated um, not, and you're wanting to create change, finding small things or making a commitment to yourself and following through. And I really like um, you know, Dr. Nicola Perra, who's written a book called How to Do the Work. Um, she's a whole, holistic psychologist. Um, her book's really good and, and, and I found a lot of her concepts very useful. And one of the things that she recommends when you're looking to change is and also to, to build trust in yourself. So trust, so changing but trusting yourself that you can change. So building that is to just pick something really small. Like she uses the example of um just get up and the first thing you do every day is drink a glass of water. So just do that like for a week or two weeks. And so you're demonstrating to yourself that you can make a change in your habits. Uh, And so that builds self-trust and that helps to then build momentum toward change. So if it, you know, in terms of speaking up, um, there might be something that there might be, you know, if, you, if you've reflected on your boundaries, so do some of that work. What's, what are my boundaries? What are my values? What do I want to communicate? Um, you know, if I want to, 
change my career you may not start with like to your point um, about doing big things you may not start with just going and quitting your job and and then finding yourself um you know trying to 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 look for something um uh so, so small things you know it might so in that case it might be well I'll spend 10 minutes on my resume every day uh for a week or and so making things really small um helps to build that sense of momentum toward change and that's a good that's a useful way to to start um, because trusting yourself is an important part too of finding a voice and and taking action definitely mm-hmm. and I think that's that's actually something I talk about a lot just in the you know I'm in the context of health but this applies to all areas of life like we mm-hmm. tend to and with that self-talk all the stuff we've been talking about here self-expression we in our heads we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never generally you know say to another person another human Mm. being right and we tend to not keep our word to ourselves let ourselves down all the time and so there's literally like we do not have a lot of trust in ourselves Mm. and I think you know key to finding that authentic voice and also authentic expression is like you said learning to rebuild that trust with ourselves Um, Mm. and those can be really little things like it could even be, you know, hey, I'm going to eat the cookie today. And you eat the yes. cookie today. <laughs> that's something that you, yes. would, you said that's what you were going to do. And then you, you know, did it. You did it. Keeping and taking yes. it with yourself. So, yes, yeah. exactly. I think, um, and things like also like your to-do list. Like if you have a to-do list mm-hmm. and you get to the end of the day and every day there's things on there that you haven't done, make your to-do list shorter uh, so that you, you're doing what it is that you said you would do. So you're building that self-trust. So I know for myself, I've become much more aware of what I say I'm going to do as is thinking about, am I actually going to do that? If you're not going to do it, don't say it because that just erodes your self-trust <laughs> like, yeah. and, and brings in a negative voice at the end of the day. Oh, like I didn't do that again. You know, we, t- we tend to go to what we didn't do rather than well, what we did do. So if we can just go, okay, what are my top three things? You know, if I do these three things today, that's it, you know. Um, yeah. What are those things? And, and yeah, that helps with that, that, that trust, which is, helps us to keep taking action and keeps helps to keep our energy up yeah yeah Mm. absolutely and so key and I was just thinking a lot because I've been thinking a lot about and I don't know this book comes up fairly regularly on my show have you ever read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks it's um if if you haven't you should so um yes it's like one of those books that changes your life (laughs) I reread it and like every time I get something new out of it um but he talks about, you know, being in our zone of genius and and doing more there. So just in the idea of to-do lists and things. And I've started challenging my clients and, you know, those listening to the show, like, because we can keep ourselves really busy, especially as women. It's mm-hmm. like we make these to-do lists just to feel like we're doing something. But really challenge mm-hmm. yourself to think about, like, what, you know, what are the one, two, maybe three things that actually are going to move the needle or connect mm-hmm. you with who you are? more like we can take that even a step further I would start with just like make mm. it something that you can commit to actually getting done in the day and what you're you know mm. holding your way to yourself yes. but yeah that was just I thought I'd add that add that layer um yes yes yeah. so busy, busyness is a is a barrier uh you know thinking mm-hmm. we need to be productive or to be again have value uh so 
taking things away um, is useful. Taking what do I really yeah. need to do, or what, and, and going back to boundaries too. Like, could I outsource this? Who else could do this? Mm-hmm. Do I need to do that? Um, yeah. Yes. That's key. And be willing to to do it because, you know, and I've even come up against there were things that I love to do, but they really don't serve like I don't need to be the one doing them. Let's <laughs> just mm-hmm. put it that way. Yes. Like, you know, in yes. terms of business in a big way, but also in our households, like, you know, yes. it's just, um, yeah. And being willing to look at that and then that open space for, you know, doing the things that really serve you and the world, I would say. Yes, yes. And I, I think, yeah, understanding that our value is not connected to how much we produce in a day has yes. is um useful. That yes, that our, our value is not is not connected to our productivity. That that we're already enough. That that's I think useful too. You don't have to do yeah. anything or get anywhere or prove anything to mm-hmm. be enough. You're already enough despite existing just by being <laughs> just you know, by like being being you you know spreading your energy yeah. um in the world or sharing yourself with the world that's enough we don't have to um yeah yeah because that that sort of striving that seeking for approval and um proving ourselves is exhausting can be exhausting it is mm. and you know it's not serving anyone and I know for everyone listening to the show myself included it's like you listen to the hear this ladies like we are enough just Mm -hmm. being here is enough and there's so many ways that I think we get lost in not expressing ourselves and losing our self-worth and our value and like if we can just pause and say I'm enough yes more being and less doing yeah (laughs) and like there's so much freedom like when I just said that it's like oh like that's energizing and freeing in so many ways Um, yes you took a big breath when you said that yeah breath out right enough yeah yeah everyone should try that (laughs) pause right now in in your car even if you're around people just pause take a big breath and say out loud I'm enough see Mm -hmm. how it feels it feels good yeah um yeah all right so really great great stuff (laughs) in in kind of bringing this all together we've had you know going on the self-exploration of challenging our beliefs essentially is is what you were talking about and our values and asking if that's something that really is aligned with you and who you are and who you want Mm. to be knowing that you're already enough but (laughs) you know just Mm. getting in touch with that side of yourself so we have that exploration and then doing little things to start building trust in yourself and to challenge some of those you know perceptions and meaning that you created Mm. and being really clear on I like one of the questions on your profile was about you know how do we stand in a powerful yes or no (laughs) and and really mean it Um, and I think we kind of answered that but is there anything else you wanted to add to that piece of the conversation that we haven't touched on yet um no, I think I think you know the the there's a strong link between power and voice. Like there's a quote that I really love by Arthur Joseph, who's a voice coach, and says, "When you own your voice, you own your power." And I think it you know and it works the other way as well. When you own your power, mm-hmm. you own your voice. 
And so understanding that that link is useful, I think, um, that, yeah, when we when we know, because the two key things for speaking up and expressing yourself in terms of voices, I know what I want to say and I take the action to say it. So mm-hmm. um, knowing what you want to say by having that self-connection and listening to your intuition and um, balancing that with, you know, the, the rational um, in terms of decision-making and things. Um, and then the courage in terms of the taking action and the speaking up, which is, you know, where you're bound, the boundaries and um, your values, being clear on those things is really useful. Yeah, absolutely. I look at, um, you know, being in balance with our self-expression and communication as like effortless communication. Like mm. it's where it just flows and we're not mm. worrying about it or like we just authentically are living in communication and connection with others um, yes and yeah in our value so mm. very powerful stuff we'll say that so for listeners um how can they connect with you i know you're in the process of writing a book so whenever that's done i will add it to the show notes on this yes, but, thanks. Um, how can that's they connect with longer you than yes find out more. um but my website would be the, the main place because everything connects into there so my social media connections and things so um okay which is sharonnatoli.com and in terms of social media yeah probably instagram which is sharon natoli speaks would be the, the key one probably in terms of where i post things most regularly got it well i will put all that in the show notes any last thoughts and, and kind of wrapping this conversation up i really enjoyed this so i'm assuming no, thanks very much well. for having me i i um mm-hmm. There's a, there's a so much to talk about when it comes to like self-talk and then, you know, speaking up in expression. And I think it's, it's, it's speaking up in your voice. It's, it's a full body experience too. I guess I'd just maybe add that in that. Yes. And we sort of touched on that a little bit too, that using your body and your mind uh, helps you to perhaps move forward in a like kind of holistic way, using all the powers that you have body mind spirit yeah all the things i love it well sharon thank you so much for getting up early and joining us to have this this conversation i really appreciate it thanks alex i hope you enjoyed this episode of the selfless syndrome show i truly couldn't make the show if it weren't for you my amazing lovely and loyal listener I so appreciate the emails, the shout outs, the shares, and the reviews, all of which inspire me and motivate me to keep coming back to the mic week after week in order to provide high quality content that helps you find that elusive thing called balance and really build the life, career, and body you are worthy of. I have one little request. If you have benefited from this show in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and review the show. You can leave a five-star review, leave an honest review, This really helps us get in front of more amazing listeners just like you and keep growing our mission to help women leaders around the world build the life, career, and body they are worthy of.